Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Chef Jeremy Ashby, Sylvia Lovely, Norma, and we're going to talk to Paul Murphy in a little bit who owns Horse and oh, Jockey. Yeah. Oh yeah, Very excited wait. to talk to him. And yeah. that, that, that It's in the old um, mm-hmm. uh, Chiefside location. We got a lot of things to get yeah, to. We, uh, we got some food news. We got a restaurant going away. We got a new restaurant that just opened up. Yeah. We and, got And a whole Easter. genre of food that yeah. I think we can talk about that's, you know... Uh, so anyway, it's cool, but I think, Chef, what's going on? What do you need to tell us? Well, I do want to update you guys on new stuff at Lexington Diner and Azor. You know, mm-hmm. selfishly, mm-hmm. we got to promote uh, what we're doing, right? So exactly. we do have spring menus out for Lexington Diner. Some things that I think are really nice is, you know, you're coming out of the, that winter month. We want a little lighter touch. So uh, strawberry, not this one's not light, sorry. Strawberry <laughs> donuts. Oh, no. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm good. trying to, eat, to be good and, you know, add these fruit and light dishes to the diner. And then we have to go ahead and, you know, make a strawberry drop donut that you deep fry. Not only that, but we're giving you an appetizer for breakfast. If you didn't want any more gluttony before a nice big breakfast, now we're adding another course. But that's a, that, that is with a cream cheese icing of food that no one's ever really done is the breakfast appetizer. Well, you know, it's, uh, the hobbits know what second breakfast is. You have right. first breakfast and you have second breakfast. And I think so. I think your first breakfast. Breakfast needs to be strawberry donut. While you're waiting on your second breakfast to be cooked. Yes. Mine's 100%. typically coffee, but I'll yeah. add the donut to it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's a nice little breakfast appetizer, especially while you're waiting. It's mm-hmm. a good one. Um, and then one that I'm really, really happy about, it's called the Big Country. Uh, this is a country fried steak, steak sandwich. It's so good. That thing is the bomb. Oh. I love that thing. Oh. Um, let's see here. The other one is going to be kind of a new Mexican breakfast that we're doing right now. Mm. And what we're kind of doing mm. is a, a a bed of kind of slow-cooked black beans mm-hmm. with avocado on top Ooh. and then egg scrambled your way and then some crispy tortillas on top and sour cream Ooh. and cheddar. So it's kind of a, a lighter version. You know, we have the breakfast burrito and there's the chicken enchilada omelet, but this but, one has kind of a lighter touch But it does, to it. it's not wrapped in a... Right, just a couple crispy tortillas on top. Oh, I've got to try that. That is my perfect meal. Like when you describe like my perfect breakfast, my perfect, that's what I make on Sunday morning. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's exactly what I make. You know, and what we wanted was there's the classic Quavos Rancheros. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, uh, but we didn't really want all the tortilla, which is typically a base of tortilla. We wanted something that was more vegetable based. You know, you have. So it doesn't have a base. It has a what base? Just a little crispy. It's beans for the beans. Oh, that's crispy beans? No, black beans. Just black beans. When you take like an over easy egg and you put it on a bed of beans yes, and you crack into that egg that there's i don't know that there's a better mouthfeel than okay, that okay that's my next meal yeah yeah it's yeah amazing. definitely definitely try that one out um okay. then we get into kind of some new specials that we do on the weekday basis we have our new chimichurri chicken which is kind of a light grilled chicken breast cucumber tomato salad choice aside uh we got an open face ribeye on for um uh, um, and then also on Friday is our fried fish dinner. Thursday is the new kind of classic meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, classics didn't change, but we're just kind of going a little bit lighter. So on, on that, that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what, when is that chimichurri chicken? That one is on Thursday night. Thursday? No, no I'm sorry. Sorry. That one is on Tuesdays. Oh, okay. Yes, gotcha. Mm, I like that. 
It is. It's nice. So that's what's going on at uh, the diner. In terms of Azure, we've been working on spring menus. I love some of the changes. Uh, We've been talking about the the spring salad we kind of played with, Mm -hmm. and I've got our farmer uh, doing kind of a whole row of of field peas for us this year, which they won't be out until July, but we're kind of testing the market with some some baby sweet peas along with green garbanzo beans. They're they're Mm -hmm. kind of a young chickpea oh wow i've never yeah. had a raw gar- uh, like they, a fresh garbanzo bean what's the di- are they tender are they they uh they're a little starchy so we kind of blanch them in salty water and cook them until they become soft mm-hmm. uh at that point you can you know puree it and make a kind of green hummus mm-hmm. if you want to uh, uh but mm-hmm. it's super healthy and has that bright green flavor to it it matches the peas perfectly we also put asparagus tips and blanched asparagus in with the peas and the garbanzo beans uh we take heirloom carrots and um, rub them with a little bit of smoked paprika and salt and then a little bit of cumin and, bla- and, oh, and wow. brown sugar. Mm. And we grill them until they're charred black on the outside. Oh, um, that sounds like... Slice them to where there's a char black, but then the nice, beautiful orange center. And that garnishes the pea salad. So it's kind of that a peas and carrots amazing. version uh, is what we're doing. I don't people. I don't think people do enough with carrots. Yeah, this is this is kind of a remake of a of classic. So we And it's dressed with a minted slaw dressing, some bacon and onions. Okay. So it's a nice little salad. The other one that we like is our strawberry Dijon vinaigrette uh, dressed field greens from our farmer, Rob Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Just a big pile of those. Candy pecans, panko fried brie oh. cheese on top, fresh strawberries and shaved oh. onion. It's just oh. a big plate of greens oh. with some cheese. Tell us I about that, that crab cake, though. Crab cake's good. So I haven't had crab cakes for two years, and that's because of the pandemic, guys. Uh, uh, crab... I think it was something to do with March and the season around what happened, but crab just became Difficult. impossible to get and, and so expensive. expensive. Yeah. Well, it's still expensive, but so <laughs> is everything. So we might as well serve it. Yeah. And if you want it, you want it. Yeah. Right. So we're using the beautiful blue lump crab and, and just delicately folding that in with a little bit of egg white and egg yolk. Uh, there's twice as much white as yolk gets them a little bit fluffy after we froth it up almost meringue like fold in the crab meat get, uh, a little pinch of mayonnaise uh, a little splash of lemon juice and parsley mm-hmm. uh, and then we have kind of uh, lavash crackers on another dish those flatbreads and if you've ever used those crackers the bottom of the bag is just a bunch of crumbles so mm-hmm. we crumble those up and put them in the crab cake too for just a touch of binder. a little binder yeah, yeah it works yeah. but it's a soft binder yeah so they come out light as air we just kind of sear them on the flat top and um, underneath we have a, a a blue cornmeal crusted fry green tomato slice. Oh yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. then um, beautiful strawberry salad on top. And, and I'm really anxious for those Kentucky strawberries coming out in about a month and a half. Yeah. Now maybe, this is also two a, this is an entree and uh, an appetizer, right? Well, the, yeah. This is the appetizer preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that dish is finished with apricot juice that's been slowly simmered down with a little bit of lavender, uh, and then finished with honey. So um, mm. kind of a sweet apricot glaze. Just some nice spring and early summer ingredients to look forward to that should taste great in the next few months on our menu. Uh, but you could also get two crab cakes, too. And I've got it listed as it's under a vegeta- vegetable couscous. But it's not just couscous. It's the frigula sarda, the, the toasted pasta um mm-hmm. it's it is couscous but it's yeah. been been toasted oh. so it has this nutty rich flavor and we mix in some celery and onions and carrots and spring onions and peas and a little fresh tomato and a pat of butter and parmesan and put that on the crab cakes and fill the plate with a tomato butter sauce fresh <laughs> feta cheese on top and just some grilled asparagus so you know we got we got we got some good stuff going on 
I love uh, a nice fat ribeye for my Keeneland guys. You know, we've got mm. that on the menu with potato wedges and and Lister Brussels sprouts and red wine mushroom sauce. We got it all. So come out and see us, especially through Keeneland. Yeah, it starts Friday. It starts well. It started yesterday. Yeah. yeah. What else is going on around town? Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, let's talk about um, uh, the Chicago, New Chicago place. Okay. Well, oh, we South have a Arugula. closer. We have Max's Loudon yeah, Square buffet that's sad. close after forty-eight years. years. Now, yeah. what are the reasons behind that, or is it every reason under the sun? You know, I didn't read the whole story on that. Um, probably 50 years later is probably one of those right. things. I think I read that he was uh, retiring. He's been the right hand owner. Um, oh, he's 85, Flannery, working at the restaurant, had been the right for owner, Max Flannery, working at the restaurant for more than 30 years. That'll About a me. month ago, Flannery, 85, fell at home and was hospital oh. for a month. He's now in rehab, and he's recovering, And uh, but he won't be able to return to work. So, you know, I'm surprised somebody didn't buy that, though. Yeah, I and, am too, actually. Because it was such a, an iconic place. You know, when we that article he came out. It since 1974 when he took over from Clay Wallace. That sounds real familiar. Uh, oh, he says the restaurant struggled in recent years with high electricity bills. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe the building was defective. Maybe antiquated. The customer and... base never returned, he said, after COVID. We can barely pay the bills. Oh. I think uh, buffets are probably the hardest thing hit. Probably. Yeah. I, I can tell you. No, I, you're right. I bet you're right. I have not been to a buffet restaurant since I before bet COVID. You're right. I think people that's are kind of. Yeah. Some people, you know. You know. Also, that whole time, you know, his this restaurant's been around a while. His clientele is probably his uh, elder. Yeah. Yeah. Elderly, and they couldn't go. And they can't go anymore. Well, you know, I could see where someone could buy that, though, and kind of turn it into a vintage kind of mm-hmm. place. But anyway, uh, let's talk about I heard they were place. packed, though, Thursday oh, and it's Friday. closing Friday. Yes, Friday. I heard that there was lines yeah. to get through. Yeah. Um, okay, but there's a new restaurant, and this is going to be a big conversation for us because yeah. it's the, um, it's the uh, south of Wrigley, mm-hmm. i.e. Wrigley Field in Chicago. And talk about it, guys. I mean, there's they they talk about their sandwiches being Chicago um, Italian, like Chicago Italian beef yeah. sandwiches, hot dogs, and there's a special relish that goes on top of them. So, um, so uh, kind of a reverse. Oh, he tells how it was made: roasted beef sliced thin and left to soak in au jus. Mm-hmm. A reverse French dip. Yeah. So the the Italian beef sandwich, obviously beef in Chicago. There, there's a, a cut of beef called the top loin that, I, in, in in steak terms, is the sirloin piece. Yeah, you know? it's not really used on its own, right? It's usually used as so it is as close as you can tell. It's it's slow cooked, roasted, slow cooked in its own juices, and then they let it sit for a day in a fridge, and it solidifies. It kind of gets you know. Mm-hmm. Then it's sliced very thin, and the meat goes back into the 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 jus that it's cooked in, mm-hmm. and it's just so it's the most tender, beefy thing you will ever eat. Yeah, you know, you rub this thing down with onion powder, garlic powder, or you want to mm. use the fresh, that's fine. Salt and pepper, uh, and this is, you know, a lot of oregano, too. Yeah. And slow roast this beef to whatever temperature you want. You know, it doesn't really, I mean, you want to get it tender, uh, and you want to go probably go past right around medium rare. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you want to go to well done, it really doesn't matter because you're right. going to shave it and put it in hot juice. And you're going you're gonna to rehydrate it in the juice. And then sometimes you dip the sandwich. So as, that's the yeah. one that I like. So th- this is this, that's is, called this is where it gets fun, Sylvia. Yeah. Because, all right, we just described what you probably – some people are like, what's that? What's the difference between that and a cheesesteak? You know, well, the cheesesteak is kind of griddled, st- seared steak right. with onions and pepper. Well, 
you know, cheese whiz yeah. in, in Philly. But so that one's seared and griddled versus the slow roasted okay. po- kind of dunked or poached beef that sogs the bun. Now, if you're if you know what you're doing, you take the entire sandwich mm-hmm. and you dunk it in the au jus for a second. That's the way I like it. Like, oh. And it soaks up all the juice into the bread. That's called a juicy that's so what if you go you to Chicago want. and you say you want a juicy, the whole oh. thing gets done and everything. Is that where the Toronto bread comes in? Because it's a sturdy bread. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Because you can't you want put that. that on soft bread. It's got all. Yeah. It's got to hold up to yeah, the dunking. You, you got a nice roll, and yeah. you got to stuff it full, and then you dunk this thing, and they wrap it up in full. And you got you know you see the guys in the suits like they're standing around against the walls and windows on those little counters, uh-huh. you know, like little bars that are against the wall, and you got your tie over your shoulder, right. and you just you eat this sandwich and the juice is just dripping all over the place now the, the top and then jardinera yeah jardinera and that is a pickled you know peppers onions uh cauliflower yeah a lot pepperoncini's of times. cauliflower and it's pickled and it's it's a very nice compliment to the, the richness of the beef now to me there are a few regional sandwiches now the, there's no cheese there's no cheese on this and i don't think it needs it i don't think you could put no. a cheese but on that's on unusual I don't even, that. so that's the philly's got the cheese right right yeah, philly and has it's the grilled cheese. and then the, the shaved beef is is and sauce then hot is dogs. juicy. It said Chicago style hot dogs. Now that's good stuff. What yeah. is it? The little poppy bun. Nice Tomato, pepper, kind of a hot dog that relish. snaps. Yeah. Sausage that snaps. Because that's in the sausage. That you got to have a snap in that. In the like, the, you know, when you break the casing oh, and yeah. it makes that crunchy sound? Oh, yeah. That's what you got to yeah. have. And you got yeah. the pickle, the mustard. Yeah, you know all the all that the bright you, neon have you eaten green. There? Have you eaten? There? I have. I have. I've had one of the Chicago beef sandwiches right after they opened. It, it was delicious. Did really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There are regional. So you know, Philadelphia. Obviously, everyone knows the the, the Philly cheesesteak. Chicago is the Italian beef. When you get into the South, you're getting more in like the pulled pork barbecue sandwiches. Right. But there are like four or five really good regional. regional it's almost like barbecue. Yeah. Where you I was get regional say. sandwiches. You know, there's the what's it called the Rumsga in, hmm? in the. It's in Nebraska. There's, it's like yeah, a, there's so many cool regional sandwiches. It's like a stuffed sandwich. sandwich. There's so many. The You're Juicy right, Lucy. Chopped chop with cheese from chop like with cheese, Harlem. New York. Yeah, Harlem, New York. Yeah. yeah. Chopped with cheese. Chopped cheese, good. which yeah. is basically a, a, a hamburger yeah. that's chopped and the cheese is mixed in and then the cheese burns on the grill inside the meat. It's amazing. And you put on a bun. It's good. Are there yeah. different kinds of hot dogs? Sure, Yeah. Yeah, Chicago but style. you know the the classic Chicago is gonna have that poppy seeds on right. the, on the bun. You got a yellow mustard, pickle relish, onion, tomato, mm, tomato. which is a little different, and then a whole pickle spear, and, and you gotta have some pepper. peppers on there. Yeah, and that's a Chicago dog. Okay, okay. No York, ketchup, or New else York you York get kicked out of Chicago. I know. New York dog is generally a uh, like a sabrette would be the brand. It's a it's a snap on it. Uh, it's a skinless, but it's got a nice snap on it. Um, a good hot dog. It's a hot, yeah. It's what you think of the typical American hot dog, but yeah. generally it's topped with a with an onion mixture. You know, yeah. you got mustard, you get uh, mustard, sometimes sauerkraut, and an onion, a cooked onion mixture. Now, you ever been to Rhode Island and had Rhode Island hot wieners? No. Now that's good stuff. They steam up the buns, the hot dogs, and it's kind of like a coney, but it's like a little bit more of a chili sauce. Yeah. And then a lot of fresh onions on top, and those are killer. We used to get them at a place, um, and then we went to Newport Creamery because my family's from up there, and they have this milkshake called the Awful Awful. I just remembered that. It was a really good milkshake. And really awful, good with awful. really good with hot wieners. Where's that at? In Rhode Newport. Island, Providence, oh, uh, Providence and Newport. What areas. was awful about it? <laughs> no, it was awfully good, like awfully bad. big. It's this called awfully really good, bad. awfully big, awful, yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah. 
So there's a lot of these regional foods that we just don't know about. You know, we talk about pizza, province-style pizza. Yeah, that's right. Pizza's another thing. Pepperoni rolls from West Virginia. Sure. What else is there? Well, breads are all different. Um, Meatloaf is is a meatloaf a different? I think everybody's got that in America. I think it's some kind of forced meat that's roasted. Yeah, like you go to the Southwest, you start getting into green chili burgers. That's good stuff. You start getting green chilies on everything. I love those. Those are delicious. Oh yeah, Juicy Lucy's in Wisconsin. What exactly is that? A Juicy Lucy is uh, two hamburger patties. The cheese is in the middle, and then they seal around. So it's almost like a stuffed like a stuffed burger. Because like I. yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Oh, yeah, man. they're really good. Okay. They're, yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. sounds good when you guys talk about so it. So we need to redo the spring menu, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and do that. Do, do a day of those. Yeah. Um, hey, there is a, an upscale Italian restaurant coming to Versailles, and apparently Versailles so, is a hot spot for restaurants right now. I'm so happy to hear that. Galazzi's Italian restaurant out of Pittsburgh. I don't know if Pittsburgh's a hot place for Italian. Well, what, it speaks know. volumes to think that a group out of Pittsburgh had their eyes on Versailles, Kentucky. I know. So what, it's awesome. you know, they're obviously doing either as a connection with horses or a mm-hmm. family here, Could or be. they're demographically studying a small town that's getting ready to pop. So do you remember, you remember a few years when we had like the pizza wars and then it was mm-hmm. the chicken wars, the fried chicken wars. Yeah. Is Italians, now we have a bunch of new Italian restaurants. We have Lex Italia, we have Frank yeah. and Dino's, we have, is, is Italian... Is high-end Italian like the new Do trend think, in food? Is that, what do you think, Chef? <laughs> no. No, I don't Or are we going back to what was almost like comfort food, like like Italian, old-style I American comfort food? I think there was just a, a void in mm-hmm. Lexington that's going to be filled that you know with that type of food. Um, no. Is there room for more? Because you have Giuseppe's here. You've got Frankendino's. Uh, and you've got well, what's the other place? Um, Lex Italia, Frankadino's, uh, Paisano's. I do uh, think Jonathan um, Lundy's place. What is Lex Italia? I do no. think there's plenty of room for quite a few more just Ex-talics. neighborhood pizzerias. Oh, Italics. I'm sorry, I said I kept saying Lex Italia. I meant to say Italics. Yeah, Italics. Yeah, I don't think any high. That we need any high end ones. I think that's taken care of. But I think we need more neighborhood pizzerias like uh, Mancino's. You know, a place where you yes. go and sit at a checkered tablecloth table, get a pizza, share it with your family or a grinder. You know, that kind of thing. Maybe hey, a chicken parm or something. I agree. Is it Joby's okay kind of stuff. on yeah. the air to talk about a bad meal you had if it was out of town? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I was so looking forward to this. I was in Cincinnati on business and spent the night there on Tuesday night. And I thought this was going to be a great meal and went to a place called the Metronome. And maybe I missed the night or I missed the order. Mm-hmm. But it was at the 21C there. And I ordered Metropole. a pasta. At Metropole. Yeah. What did I say? Metronome. <laughs> That's a piano thing. Um, but Metropole. And it was just this tiny, I and mean, it was expensive, tiny little wad of noodles with Parmesan cheese. And that was it. And it was like, it just wasn't very good. I don't know. Anyway, they won't know that I ever said that. Well, that's a shame. I'm sure it was. I was disappointed because I had a Waldorf saddle, salad. Yeah, that's which a is, good. Which was really good. I so. haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, I do love that. That's, yeah, a, that's a forgotten salad. It really yeah. is. I tried to. I didn't quite. You know, I was busy. I was trying to talk business with this person. but uh, So I don't know what a Waldorf means. What does that mean? I don't know either. I Apples, a walnuts, a mayonnaise-based dressing. Things. Oh, yeah. I did, I, yeah. But I didn't know that there was, was like a meaning behind it. Oh, no. It's yeah. from the Waldorf Astoria yeah. in New York, uh, okay. as so I understand it. Was it. Just named oh, okay. yeah, from yeah. the Waldorf. Waldorf Astoria. A sweetened mayo dressing. Because the dressing yeah. is a little more it sweet. Really a little sugar in the mayonnaise. Sure, like a slaw dressing. Yeah. We got to take a quick break because when we come back, we're going to talk to Paul Murphy from, well... 
here via Ireland and Scotland. Scotland. And he's the new owner of the uh, the horse and jockey, so don't go anywhere. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Thanks for joining us today. So a lot of people would say opening a restaurant is a very risky thing to do. Everyone knows. You know what's crazier is opening a restaurant just before the pandemic hits. January of 2020. Right. right? Without knowing that was going to happen. But our next guest did that. And it's it's still going. Paul Murphy of Horse and Jockey. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. Thank you. How how was it opening <laughs> a restaurant? Besides right? drinking a lot of beer. Well, yeah. yes, yeah, there, there, there was that. That's the bonus part of it. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was stressful, you know, getting the place opened. And, but once, once it, once it was opened, things were going great. And then pandemic. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, I remember you guys. I, I truly felt so terrible, yeah. you know, because there were there were a handful of restaurants that were getting ready to open. We're coming out of the first quarter. You know, March in, in this season, if you're not in, in UK basketball and the sports bar situation, it's kind of dreary out there until we hit April, then everything just Absolutely, busts yes. loose. Yeah. So we're all kind of, you know, we're all coming out of that first quarter. I remember we have a mutual friend, Rob, and he's like, yeah, my buddy was open for two days. And wow. then, you know, and I'm like, what is he going to do with all the beer? Yeah. Drink, yeah, two drink days it. before St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Two days before St. Patrick's Day, yeah. The beer was, wasn't green, was it? Uh, we had a keg of that too, yeah. Because oh, yeah. 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 you have to, right? Yeah. yeah. Did that, as, it, as, a, as someone who is from that part of the world, did that hurt your feelings, the, the, the green beer? It's it's not something I would drink, but I mean it's 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 a novelty and people like it, you know. So yeah, did, did you, know, you get you go to, with the flow? Were you able to use most of the, the beer? I mean, were there any men down you had to had to pour down the drain? I'm sure there I, was, I know there that was hurt. Like, like Guinness, we had a lot oh. of Guinness, and and um, it, it's got a sell by date. Oh, so yeah. we had like I don't think fourteen kegs of Guinness downstairs, 14. and they weren't taking it back. Everything was shut yeah. down. I mean, just yeah. sat there, yeah. and then eventually they took it back. You know, we drank some of it, but they took they took a lot of it back because oh. they had to. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, it's like we, you know, you got to they give it back to the Guinness distributors then. But um, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was it sitting there for the four world, or five months it? before. It did change. Just changed the it. world. Yes, yes absolutely. It's, you look back on the pandemic now, and it's like it seems a million years ago. But it was so impactful. Jeremy, I remember us. Yeah, How, I, it was utter, it utter was. fear set in just immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it just all changed. I, I, I don't know. I think Sylvia, was, I was pretty inconsolable for a good week. Just oh. didn't even know what to think or do. Yeah. Especially because you're always busy. You're always going. Yeah, that's what we do. And then it's like. We're, 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 we're meant to take care of people and there were no people. Yeah. There were yes. No people. Yeah. Yes, and but but you guys we turned to pivoted to uh, takeout, and I don't know. Did mm-hmm. you sell at that time? You were just renovating, right? We you hadn't we, really opened. Yeah, we no, we had been open for like oh, you had. just yeah, about four and a half weeks. And but you we opened and down. you were serving food, and, yes. and you said you yep. were renovating the patio because this was in the old Cheapside yes, uh, location yeah. Yeah. down there. So yeah, we got to say that too. Um, you know, Horse and Jockey kind of came in to fill what I feel is a, a gap right in that downtown area oh, yeah. where mm-hmm. Cheapside was. You know, not having that institution for a long time was it, but also feeling the need for a, like an Irish bar in that scenario because that's yeah. that's with, with kind food of, and all of that stuff. Not right. even yeah. a bar, but kind of barish. Yeah, and that yeah. the right. corner is the heartbeat of our, our city right there. Yeah, absolutely. Know, so. I mean, and and it's it's you know we we figured there was a niche for for traditional Irish food. And don't get me wrong, we do wings and, you know, we cater to, you know, right. you know sports and Wide stuff like taste. that also. But, like, all of our food is, you know, traditionally Irish, you know, I Irish saw that breakfast. On the menu. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty pie. impressed by the menu. You know, mm-hmm. you do have your, your official bar fare, which you have to have 
you know, down there at the bar. But then you've got sprinkled in some uh, kind of new American dishes mm-hmm. with a nice salmon presentation mm-hmm. with some yep. Latin ingredients, but yep. also a full Irish breakfast and bangers and mash. Yep. And, yep. you know, I'm sure it's a killer fish and chip, too. That's so always fish and chips explain awesome. the menu a little bit. Like when you say Irish fare, what kind mm-hmm. of what kind of foods, examples of? of well, it's, I mean, it's comfort food. It's basically mm-hmm. what Irish food is. You know, so you have a shepherd's pie. Mm-hmm. You know, which is basically, you know, ground beef with, with uh, a gravy and vegetables and mashed potato on top. Fish and chips, you know, we we, um, we make our own beer butter. Um, we make our own fries, which we use. I don't know if you're familiar. Andrew's familiar with Kenningbeck potatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the best potatoes oh, for French fries. For fries. Yeah. They're the Why best for French fries, hands down. But they're twice as expensive as any other potato, yeah. you know. <coughs> but they are. They're, they're great. I mean, tell me Canada. <coughs> Canada. Canada, yeah, they come from Canada, yeah. They're, yeah, they're there's, uh, I think maybe one, there's only select people that use them. And mm-hmm. I think at uh, one time, maybe five guys had got was in the news because they, they, they right, used okay. the, those, but uh, that could have changed by now. Yeah. But yeah, it's really, it, it makes the huge difference. It's the starch content on them. Mm-hmm. After you do a one blanch on them at a lower Great. temperature, let them cool and then refry them. It's basically what you would want a French fry to taste like in heaven, wow. like the pure, yeah. the perfect form. Yeah, I do find that the, the way Europeans, and you know, obviously Irish, but Scottish and French, the way you got in Belgium, especially the way they take French fries very seriously. Yes. French fries are not just a potato thrown in oil. I mean, it's a process, right? Some people just, that's what they'll, they'll, they'll just go to the, like the, for instance, the chip shop, the local chip shop, and yeah. just get fries. Just a, a bag of fries. But so. they're well, they're done well. Yeah. How, oh, yeah. how do you do a good, if you're at home, mm-hmm. how do you do a good French fry? What's a, what's a, what's a, a trick or that maybe, well, be? you got to, you got to get the water, right? You got to soak them and yeah. peel them, chop them up, put them in the water, let mm-hmm. them sit in water, and then you got to flash fry them or blanch them, yeah. and then take them out. And then when you when you want to cook them, let them and drop them in the fryer again. Mm-hmm. They get a double crisp on them, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that, so that, that rinsing part yes. is very important, right? Because mm-hmm. that starch off the outside, yes, so they'll crisp absolutely, up. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. They all stick together otherwise. Yeah, you know? the man knows his potatoes. That's mm-hmm. how you, you should. Know. Yeah. Well, I should, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? How did you get into the business? <laughs> right. How did you? Have you been in the restaurant business? Well, my this? my my family back in uh, in Scotland, where I was born, and and, and um, they they uh, were all always in the bar business, you know, but never never food just. Gin mills serving alcohol, you know, which, you know, um, they had a couple of bars and stuff back there. And then then I moved to London when I was 18 and I worked in construction for a while and then moved to New York in uh, 95. Mm -hmm. In the restaurant business there? Yeah, I was in construction and then quickly found out that the winters are very, very cold. And (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot easier to serve some alcohol, you know, and I became a bartender. What bar did you work in New York? I worked in uh, Conley's Corner. The last place I worked in was was there for 15 years. Cool. In the last years. bar, yeah. 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 So here is the first time you've owned. Yes, absolutely. In, yeah. You, yeah. in yeah. the yeah. U.S. Myself, my wife, yeah. yeah. So did you come here for the restaurant, or was that happy accident? Were you already here? We no, no. We, we moved here for just to open up the restaurant. That's here. so cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. How yeah. did you find Lexington? Well, we we looked at um. There was a, another location. We were looking for the last pretty much five six years to get yeah. out of New York, sure. and we we're looking all over. We looked in Columbus. We looked in Jacksonville, Florida, yeah. um, uh, Savannah. You know, and and um. We knew Peter, who owns the other Irish bar here, McCarthy's, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, you know we 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 came down to look at a spot on Main Street that that we quickly found out we couldn't put a kitchen in. Mm. It was an old nightclub, but yep, we like yep. it was a cool spot. And then um, we happened upon Cheapside. Yeah. There was still paper in the window. I think I believe it had been closed for maybe two weeks. Right. It was right, duck. I it was something quiet. with a duck. Right? Ruddy duck. Ruddy duck. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, because it was Cheapside for 
forever. Yes, yes. And then the running duck for maybe a year. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's like also got the cool like bar in it. And you don't really, you know, bars and restaurants have been around that long time. They don't build, a, you know, opulent bars anymore. It's yeah, just maybe a, oh, yeah. you know, a wire it's rack and, you know, or something. Exactly. But those yeah, yeah, timeless but the, old, the old, really wood good wood pieces yeah. are hard to come by. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the floor, the floor in there, we haven't, we, we refuse to touch the floor. There's tiles missing, but it's been there forever. Well, you don't know? you think there's a, you know how, how things get a patina around them and yeah, they, they age? I think bars do too. There's a certain energy mm -hmm. that's just in a good bar. Yeah, all mm -hmm. the conversations are there. Yeah. Oh, a, yes, yeah. I'm sure yeah. the holes can talk in there. Bars Absolutely. have secrets, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's a spiritual <laughs> thing or a, a, I know, whatever it's it is, like but when you walk into a good bar, it overcomes. You. you know, I mean, and when you're walking to a bad yeah. bar, yeah. you realize yeah. you know. this is exactly. Yeah, yeah, you probably get. Yeah, you probably get that vibe when you when yeah. you walk in. It's like you I know, it's it like it's warm or it's cold or it's you know, right. And if the bartender's uh -huh. cool, you know, that helps also. You know, oh, yeah. right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the secret, having that. You, know, you have to talk wife, to the bartender staff, about staff, what's happening. Yes. Your yeah. wife does the you. What what the roles do you two play? Well, um, um, you know, basically I'm front of house, you know, and I'm doing a lot of the, 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 you know, the beer stuff and my wife does a lot of the food ordering and, and she makes the, she preps a lot of the food, you know, okay. she and makes, she chef. makes her own burger buns, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. oh, yeah. That's oh. impressive. Yeah. That Make her own sauces. Like that. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I love on the menu is you got a full Irish breakfast and, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. not something what you is, see very often. Irish yeah. Breakfast? Like what explain the, the true form yeah. to us and our listeners, because. I, that, I, I'm embarrassed I haven't come down for it yet, but because mm -hmm. we I obviously go to Lexington Diner because it's mm -hmm. it's our brand, but I can't wait to come and eat it. Tell yeah. me about it. I mean, the, the full Irish breakfast is, you know, there, there's different variants of it. You know, obviously the full Scottish breakfast, full English breakfast, they're all pretty much similar. Uh -huh. And they've got some different, some put tomatoes on it, some don't, stuff like that. Um, but basically black and white pudding, which is blood sausage yeah. and white sausage. Uh, uh, it's, it's oats, white pudding's made with oats and the, and the like um, pork, Mm -hmm. um, okay. Rains and stuff like that. Is that and the blood black sausage? Blood, blood sausage is made with pig's blood with the oats also. Yeah, and spices, yes. So people kind of are a little bit wary of it. They're like, oh, there's blood. But, <laughs> but when it just you, like you, you go to try it yeah. and then you'll, you'll figure out that either you do like it or you don't. Most people will come back and they'll they'll eat it again or they'll ask me, you know, wow, that, that was pretty cool, you yeah. know. Yeah. We use Irish bacon, which is basically, um, it's it's unlike American bacon, which is like, like streaky bacon. We call it rashers. Mm -hmm. um, um, Irish bacon is uh, the only way to explain it without MD seeing it would be it's like a really really thin pork chop. Yeah, that's the shape of it. Oh. Is it closer to what we consider like Canadian bacon? No, not even. Okay. It's not the Canadian line, bacon's right? little, little round discs. This, yeah. is, this has actually got the fat on oh. it too. But it but looks this like is a more type thing. This is more of the loin, right? Yes, it's okay. off the back, yeah, and, and okay. it's cured. Um, and then Irish sausages, and we import all, all, a lot of the stuff. We get um, the sausages mainly from Chicago. Yeah. There's a, a butcher up there that we, we import it from, and everything else we get from the Irish foods up in New York. We, we get it shipped down. Yeah. We don't do sausage yeah. well in this country. We make our, uh, well, you know, we, we do well. certain things things well but if you, you can't run head to head with chicago when it comes to well sausage. i mean mm -hmm. in, in in america our sausage if you get sausage you either get italian sausage or you get breakfast sausage and that's mm -hmm. really about all you're going to get around yeah. here in the grocery that's yeah. about right it. I, I do believe yeah. that you guys do you guys do potatoes but you also do sausages the, the european mm -hmm. irish yeah. english sausages we are, make our own my wife makes a soda bread irish soda bread oh, it's off the charts wow. so wow. good yes how, yeah. how difficult is it right now for you to get 
product. Yeah, M products like that. M is, I think it's difficult for everybody. I mean, yeah. Jeremy, you're, mm-hmm. you've, you know, it's like. Yeah, it, it's, there's no secret to it, but I, I can't, I'm not ordering a whole lot of internet, like, you know, internationally mm-hmm. shipped stuff right now, but everything I do is just but on back do. orders. Mm-hmm. You kind of rely yeah. on that. Yeah, we do, yeah. Sometimes we run out and we have to, you know, wait, like wait you know, shipping delivery maybe yeah. two days late or whatever it may be, or well, they, 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 the supplier doesn't have the stock in stock. Yeah. Yeah. Get us not a bad substitute. You know? Yeah. Tell us about yeah. your day, a typical day there. You open when and you serve lunch and then dinner? Yeah, well, we, 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 when we opened up first prior to the pandemic, we were, we were open seven days a week from 11 a.m. And then, um, you know, we had a lunch business. But when the pandemic came in and we reopened after the pandemic, uh-huh. um, we quickly found out that there, there really isn't much of a lunch business because a lot of people are still... They not are. offices, That's right? Yeah. They're working from home, and downtown's going to be the last thing to come back. Yes, it's yeah. not in Beaumont either. Mm-hmm. Like in, in yeah. those kind of business districts, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the lunch People's business still out. are still yeah. out. So I mean, you know, we don't do lunch right now. We do, we do, yeah. So we 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 we're open um, on Wednesday, Thursday at five p.m. for dinner, right through to two thirty in the morning. Friday we open at four. Saturday we open from eleven for brunch till three. Oh, okay. Sunday brunch till three from eleven. And you know, right, right through till whenever okay. we close, twelve thirty. What are your biggest sellers? Our biggest seller is uh, fish and chips, yeah. shepherd's oh, pie, and curry cheese fries. Yeah. Oh, curry cheese fries! Oh, yes. Love curry oh. fries. Yes, the curry cheese fries. Is, is, is funny. People get them and they're like, "Oh my god!" It's like you know, um, they're so good. Here to FMD, I don't know, if has been to Goodfellas Pizza mm-hmm. on the weekend. Yeah. Awesome. They'll see the line. Yeah, you know. Well, in Ireland or Scotland or wherever, when you're going home from the bar. You go to the chip shop, chip shop get the and you get curry cheese fries. <laughs> so and now there's a lane, just like, but it's pizza here, curry cheese. So is it like a curry ketchup? Because I've had the German version of that, which is curry worst with French fries, and it's like a curry ketchup. Well, uh, yeah, but it's, it's actually it's it's called McDonald's. It's an Irish, it's an Irish curry sauce, and we make the sauce. You you buy in bulk, and you make the sauce, and you you know you mix it up and make the sauce, uh, the curry sauce. It's more sweet than it's sweet and spicy, but you're definitely you know you're not going to be you know sweating. Is yeah. it, a, is it a creamy sauce? Or yes. A, yeah. yeah. Like a, yeah. Okay. yeah. That sounds good. I'm doing it. Is, it is, it's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People get it on the side also. You know, they'll get, they'll get fish and chips a, on the again, side. Again, getting back sauce. to it as an English or Irish, Scottish tradition. Yeah. Curry yeah. fries. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Indian yeah. food has a, a big presence in England. I love Indian food. Yeah. 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 In fact, I, I've once, and maybe this, there were more Indian restaurants in London than there were in like oh, whatever. Absolutely. That's where the yeah. best Indian yeah. food is. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's Actually, funny. funny enough, the best Indian food I ever had was in Vancouver. Oh, uh, really? Sec- London was second. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's a couple of, there's funny, funny story. There's a couple of Indian dishes that are not Indian dishes, but they're, they, when in, the Indians came came to the UK, especially London, their curries were so spicy oh. that they, people couldn't eat them. So there's an Indian dish called the chicken korma, yeah. mm-hmm. which is is n- you if you go to India you won't get a chicken korma. <laughs> it's not. In the, you I know, didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they have it there. They they, they, they they put coconut milk and stuff in it to to, to oh wow to make it, it down a little. Yeah, yeah, that's so exactly, funny. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, it's like our version of a Chinese food. Or general mm-hmm. chicken. Yeah, right. You don't yeah. get that in China. Yeah, well, it's it's like and, and, and St. Patrick's Day for us. This is this is. Um, it's funny. We, so, corned beef and cabbage is not an Irish dish. I it ho- is I not. Ha- I hate to, you know, burst everybody's <laughs> oh, bubble, burst bubble, but it's not. Um, Where is it from? It, what happened was, uh, if you go to Ireland, you get corned beef. You'll get it in a can, like spam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it boiled bacon is an Irish bacon, dish. Boiled bacon and cabbage is an Irish pork, dish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So yes, so we do boiled bacon. We don't do corned beef. Right. And people so you will do like. Authentic. 
Yeah, exactly. This is it. So people are like, wow, where's the corn? St. Patrick's Day, you don't have corned beef. Well, it's not Irish. The Irish, when the Irish came over to, to the UK or the US, they came through Ellis Island. Right. They, they're looking for, you know, boiled bacon. They can't find it. There's so many Jewish people up there. Mm -hmm. They've got pastrami, corned beef, and that's how it became. That makes sense. That's yeah. right. That makes and complete sense. And it's you do with what you have. You do with what you can get. And yeah. you, you adapt. Mm -hmm. where, where did the term bubble and squeak, where did that come from? Is that what? That's an English. That's an English thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and that's, gotcha. that's, um, what is it? Is it mashed potatoes? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cabbage. Like, kind of like whole can of maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yes. I love exactly. the cabbage base of these foods. I love yeah. cabbage. That's mm -hmm. good stuff. Yeah. Cooked cabbage is yeah. so good. And See, my wife won't eat cooked. She eats slaw, but she won't eat the cooked fat. I oh, love it. Oh, I love and, it. And there's another thing, Jeremy. We make our own slaw. We do Irish coleslaw. We don't do. Tell We don't put apples and stuff in it. It's just cabbage and carrots, basically. It's meal. My wife makes it. You know. That's how I like it. Just some plain. Yeah, she just breaks down a meal and puts some other spaces in it, that's it. Yeah. So yeah. As, as misconceptions go, what is St. Patrick's Day like in Ireland? Let's just say if it's on a, a Thursday, mm -hmm. then no one's going back to work till Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it like, is a big deal honestly, in Ireland. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, so it's yes. A, it's a drinking holiday. Yes, yeah. It's a drinking yeah. holiday. <laughs> absolutely. So That's got, something that we just so turned into a... This right. most recent one, was this a good St. Patrick's Day for you? Because um, it was, it was coming back? Yeah, oh no, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. Just, okay. Um, we, we unfortunately missed out on the parade the week before oh, on the oh, Saturday. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was, it was so cold. It was horrible. Cold. Yeah, so they cancelled the parade, so we didn't have that. But um, the actual St. Patrick's Day itself on the Thursday was great. We had live music and stuff, so which we do every Sunday. We have Irish music every Sunday. It was good to have it on a Thursday, right? Dinner. Okay, that's awesome. It was good to have it on a Thursday because that meant people could Exactly, yeah. And there was there was a few people I don't think made work on Friday. Yeah, if you got to call out at work, Friday's not the worst day. Exactly. So we got just a couple minutes left, but I always like to ask this question to people who are running restaurants and successful restaurants at that because I think most people who listen to this show a lot of people have the fantasy if one day I'm going to open a restaurant. Mm -hmm. That's what, It's the number one thing everyone wants to do. So as someone who did it now, and this is your first, what what pitfalls, what what learning curve, or what things popped up that you would go, this is what you need to watch out for, these are the things I wasn't expecting? Um, in one word, probably staff. Yeah. That's that's yeah, probably the most toughest. Um, I think we when we opened up and, and, and it's, you know, People say they can do this and they can do that, and they're experienced, and some of them just didn't have the experience or, or didn't turn up, and their worth ethic wasn't the best. But you know, luckily now we've got a good, good little crew put together. But it took it took us nearly two years to get that, you know. And when and, the and gaps happen, you fill in the gaps. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were running around. You know, I'm, I I have no problem cleaning off tables and you know whatever has to be done. Taking the garbage, the anything, whatever. It yeah, may be. just gonna be one restaurant, or are you ever thinking of expanding? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, we. Oh, yeah, I'd love to, to to get involved in something else, but you know, we're, we're still in the early you know stages of, sure. you know, we still haven't had a full year yet. Yeah, if you yeah, think about it, right. and, really and we're nearly three years in. Yeah, yeah. so you know, you see maybe ask me that first. question next year or the year after. You know, <laughs> okay, but we will. Yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 amazing part is you made it through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. You made it through something you that a lot of people steel. didn't make it through. <laughs> but that's also thanks to uh, like there's, there is the, the community around here. And yeah. one thing that I really yeah, you know appreciate the the customers, they're awesome. You know, yeah. they they really yeah. just stuck by they're you. Well. And not just us; they go everywhere. There's so many people that well, where were you tonight? And they made you go to two or three different places. Yeah. You know, yeah. good and people. The support is yeah. great. So that yeah. that's that's one thing I really do like about Lexington. You yeah. know, I'm oh. glad you feel it. Paul Murphy, go. Yeah. I, I'm pretty excited because I'm pretty sure we're gonna go tomorrow. 
Sunday yeah. for the because I I'd like to take the kids out to have some real Irish food. I'm honestly very excited about a, a real Irish breakfast. So mm-hmm. make sure you check out the uh, the horse and jockey in the old Cheapside location, Paul Murphy, and we'll put links and all that on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming in today. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Back in a moment, food news and choose radio. <laughs>